eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. How do you not love the open to this show, huh? It sounds like fireworks are going off. And that's the only fireworks you've been getting lately in Patriots Nation. Hello again, everybody. How are you? How are you? How are you? Your old pal Nick Fitzy Stevens here with you on the latest and always greatest edition of the Six Rings and Football Things podcast brought to you by your friends at WEI, Odyssey, and 2400 Sports. It's the midweek of the bye week, TGI bye week for a million different reasons. But because it's the middle of the week, we are at the hump. And you know what that means? Mailbag. That's right. It's the mailbag dish where we ask you, the Foxborough faithful, what's on your mind and how we could possibly help you. Uh, consider this the old uh, customer service desk, if you will, of Patriots Nation, since whenever you ask a question at Gillette Stadium or of any of the coaches and players, usually you just get a whole lot of runaround and not too very much helpful. So this is our chance to try to address the needs, wants, ideas and concerns of your favorite football team. Uh, really not much else to get into because I don't really want to talk about last Sunday's game anymore. My God, what a slog that was. Uh, we all know the offense is struggling. The defense is playing well. Everybody's got a million ideas on how they could fix this team, or at least so we think. And that's where we stand right now, heading into the mailbag edition of the podcast. So uh, let's see what you guys wanted to know. Uh, what kind of ideas you all have for bringing about some offensive efficiency, uh, a little satisfaction, uh, and uh, also points. Points would be great because uh, I can't say this often enough. Uh, in the last two weeks, Nick Folk has 29 points and Mac Jones has helped produce 12. And one of those two touchdowns, uh, the drive started at the three because the special teams blocked a Colts punt. Nice little payback for the block punt last December. Yeah. The offense is busted. It's just so it's so bad right now. It's so how bad is it? It's so it, it sucks. That's how bad it it's, it's so bad. It's unbelievable. Every single thing we hoped and prayed would not come to be. All the steps back, all the learning curves, all the regressions, all the potholes, all the issues, all the stumbling blocks, all the inefficiencies, everything, all of it, and then some. I don't know how quickly it's going to get better or who necessarily can come to the rescue, if you will, but 
We'll see. They got time. I know Belichick said that the players got some time off, but the coaches were still in the building. Because we got some work to do. Oh, yeah, you do. Oh, you do, Bill. And I'm looking forward to seeing how exactly that work and the uh, changes or reconfigurations that they might make to the offense pan out. I will say this as we get now to the mailbag and uh, your thoughts, concerns, and questions. Schedule is not easy the rest of the way. Like, if the Patriots are going to have a get-right game, it's not obvious. It's not just out there. It's not like hiding in plain sight. Think about it. They have to play the rest of the way. The Patriots play. So I apologize for the rhyme came just in time. They are home against the Jets. Quick turnaround Thanksgiving night against the uh, reinvigorated, um, bolstered, fortified Minnesota Vikings and shirtless Kirk, which is going to be kind of a thing. I know. Is that like the new thing? Is that like the a uh, Terp, producer Justin Turpin? Uh, hop in for a sec. Um, so everyone, the, the gritty is now so overdone that I can't stand it. And I really hope I never see it again, but do we have a name for Kirk cousins, ridiculous shirtless, like millionaire gangster jeweler dance that he was doing on the plane ride home from the commander's game? We don't, I think we definitely need one. I mean, that was, that was insane. It was almost like the I mean, Antonio Brown dance. It was like a little thing like that. I don't know what he was doing. He it was, was I don't know either. I I don't want to be like I don't want to be inappropriate, but at the same time, calling it like the the white dad wedding dance could be right, could or, very well be it. I don't know. It, looks like. it was so like it was sort of robotic, but like it, like I couldn't tell if he was on something or if it's just like that's it's like that's a newer his... version of the robot, right? Like more upper body movement. I don't yeah. know what it was, but I loved it. He's I know, and then Adam Schefter, and then Adam Schefter was doing it on Monday Night Football. Shirtless. Shirt off of the, oh, of the, God, of the field. Like, that was awesome. Uh, I will tell you what: if the Patriots make the playoffs, I will gladly do a shirtless Kirk. I will. Do, I mean, maybe we call it the. Do you like that dance? I don't. Hell, I don't know. Um, I will gladly do that um, for the podcast to repulse the the, the Pats peoples, whatever. But I like no name like yet. That. That's good. Okay. That you like that. I guess you that's like probably that. kind of well after all. It okay. happened in Washington as well. So I think right. that's fitting. Bingo. But I'm going to clip that, that you just said that you do it if the Pats make the playoffs. 100%. Patriots make the playoffs. I love it. I can't wait to see it. <laughs> Guaranteed. And I never back down from my promise. How else did I end up in the icy waters off of the L Street Beach last year with Christian Fourier? I can still feel that in me bones. Uh, yeah. Okay. Anyway, so they play the Vikings. Then uh, they have a Thursday night game against Buffalo. I don't care if Josh, uh, Josh Allen's elbow is hanging off and he has to throw left-handed. I don't see how anyone thinks that's advantage Patriots in Foxborough or not. Then they have a Monday night game against the Cardinals. I mean, I guess that's the easiest game the rest of the way, which is nuts. Then they play at the Raiders. Home on Christmas Eve against Ben's Gals. Then a New Year's Day tilt with Miami. Watch out for Miami. I'll put it out here as well right now, too. Minus the Kirk Cousins dance. I think Miami has a chance to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl right now. The way that they're playing, the way that offense is going, and the fact that they picked up Bradley Chubb. I know they gave up a bunch of points to the Bears, but the Bears offense is rolling right now, too. I, I would put Miami as Buffalo, uh, Casey, Buffalo, Miami right now. Like, third best chance to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl. So watch out 
Um, even, you know, Tua in cold weather doesn't matter. Tyreek Hill is just off the charts and Jalen Waddle. Name a better wide receiver, too, in the NFL right now. You can't. It's unreal. And then they finish up in Buffalo. The best case scenario. And Buffalo might lose another game or two, in which case they could be playing for seeding in the playoffs, which is the worst case scenario for the Patriots. This schedule is a bear, a monster down the stretch. So I don't know where the rest of those wins are, where the offense is just magically going to like get right from. But all right, to the questions. Here we go. First up, Stephen Tower. Tower of power. He's a regular uh, uh, Six Rings listener and fan. Thank you, Stephen. What, if anything, can be done to stabilize the O-line? It's a simple two-prong fix for me, Stephen. Number one, you get everyone healthy. Like just the, the bye couldn't come at a better time for David Andrews, who missed two games in a row. Uh, I'm glad he didn't play Sunday because they didn't need him against the Colts. Ference was good enough-ish to get the job done or at least prevent major injury to Mac, even though the line folded in and compressed time and again. Pass plays took too long to develop. I digress. David Andrews gets healthy. Cole Strange has some time. Uh, actually, he's not injured. So it's the health issues, number one. Uh, and two, Time for everyone to just go back to the fundamentals. Now, this is where Cole Strange comes in. Benched in two games in a row. They said it was some fundamentals and technique issues with him. Uh, maybe Isaiah Wynn does get moved into right guard, as the likes of Matt Chatham and many others have suggested would be to the benefit of the line, and you kick Mike Onwenu out to right tackle. Onwenu's having a great season at right guard, so it's sort of like, well, why screw with something that's working? Why, why make a mess of something that already doesn't need reparations? Like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But he was also really good at right tackle in 2020. And if Isaiah wins size, begets him playing guard. If he's a better guard than tackle in this league, maybe he'd finally be happy. Maybe he'd feel like he's fitting in. Maybe he wouldn't be so sour or disgruntled the way he's been this season. If he starts playing really well and the line gels in that capacity, that might be their best line. Going Trent Brown, Cole Strange, healthy David Andrews, Isaiah Wynn. And Mike on when you, I think that's the best way to go health and a slightly reconfigured line. And Andy Hart mentioned it on the podcast the other day. Just get like, honestly, just work on the, the basics, like the, just blocking one Oh one. I don't think Yadni could just as an answer. Marcus cannon has graded out terribly. Appreciate the hell out of him coming out of retirement and giving it a go back with the old squad. But to me, reconfigure the line, get everybody healthy. That's the best you can do. And what the offensive play calling can do and what Mac Jones can do, get rid of the effing ball quicker. Stop staring downfield. Stop waiting five, six seconds for plays to develop and open. Shorter plays, tempo offense, RPO, max comfort zone. Get rid of the friggin' ball faster, quicker. That will help the offense and help the offensive line going forward. Steve Joyce, next question. With the offense struggling, you don't say. With the offense struggling, do you think the Patriots would, should go after an OC midseason or just ride it out and target one in the offseason? There, there will not be a midseason offensive coordinator switch. If anything happens internally, it'll be Bill Belichick suggesting changes be made and then Matt Patricia and Joe Judge incorporating them. But you won't see, or maybe Bill even calls a few more plays, but you're not going to see the Patriots just all of a sudden pull up stakes and say, hey, you know what? This isn't working so much so that we're going to keep these guys on staff, dismiss them from their duties, integrate another person into the fold, have him work with the language that we've established with Judge Patricia Belichick and company. 
uh, and just go from there. Like Matt Patricia's play calling has been okay at times. It's been pretty lousy at times, and it was definitely not great last Sunday against the Dolts. But you're not just going to like pull up stakes midstream. I mean, I, I know some teams do that. Like they fired the Colts offensive coordinator, uh, and then they all subsequently fired the coach. And now you've got a former lineman who's never coached anywhere at all. And some dude who was like a pass game coordinator assistant, uh, Parks Frazier. Parks Frazier, that's a real person. That's a real name. He's going to be calling plays for the Colts. So, I mean, anything's possible, Steve. So, but I don't see the Patriots making making that change. Fun as it would be, and I'm, I'm sure like a lot of people in Pat's Nation would be like, yes, finally. Like, don't blame it all on them. Patricia and Belichick deserve a big slice. Like, Half, maybe at least half of the pie, which you could then fold over into like a double slice or a pizzone or a calzone, whatever. But like, it ain't that they won't make that change as much as I think a lot of people would like to see it. Uh, Josh Orson with a uh, question that uh, dovetails nicely off that. How about Frank Reich for offensive coordinators? A former quarterback, quarterback's coach, offensive coordinator. Don't forget, beat Bill Belichick and the Patriots in Super Bowl 52, Terp, because he called. He helped design the Philly special with Doug Peterson. I'm sorry to bring that up. Josh says it just seems so obvious. In the off, would I love to see that happen in the offseason? Hell yes. Frank Reich is a yeah. I mean, like the guy, the guy's an excellent offensive coordinator. They made him. They made him try to like run the Indianapolis Colts with wheel of quarterbacks. They basically they went to rent a veteran QB every year. It was Brissett, then it was Hoyer. Ever since Andrew Luck retired, then you had Philip Rivers and Carson Wentz, then Matt Ryan. And the Sam Ellinger experiment is just clearly uh, a disaster in the making. And they're that's like a, a brilliant sneaky tank. That and the hiring of Jeff Saturday. Hey, look, everybody, we brought Jeff Saturday back. Or as Jim Mercer would be like, hey, everybody, I got Jim. I, uh, Jeff, what's your name? Joe, Jeff Saturday's here. And yeah, you know, here we are in old Colts town. And we're going to, you know, get out there and we don't need experience. We just need wins and we need to have a good time and play windy Annapolis football. So here we go, Colts. Here we go. Please. They are doing the great. This is exactly how you lose games. Try to make everyone happy. Provide a little fan service along the way uh, in Indy. But like as far as as far as like Frank Reich, I would love it. Is it going to happen? No. Why? Because Belichick loves Patricia and Judge. Those are his guys. I don't think he's going to off guys in his mafia crew just to bring in somebody else that I think most of us believe would be a significant upgrade at coordinator. Yes, Mr. Terp. So I do have a question for you, Fitzy, or for Jim Irsay, whatever. That was a pretty good impression. Hey, all right, you know, hey, I love to hear from you anytime. All right, Turpenstein or Turpentine, whatever your name is, everybody. Yeah, what do you got? Who would make a better head coach, Wiggy or Fourier? Oh, that's a good terp chirp. That is like high quality. Wow. Okay. Better offensive coordinator, excuse me, better head coach, Jermaine Wiggins, Super Bowl 36 champion, New England Patriots, morning show, or Super Bowl 38 and 39 champion, Christian Fourier, both former tight ends, he of the Merloni Fourier Mega program. Okay. So here's what I got. If you're looking for a player's coach, no doubt that's Wiggy. Wiggy's the life of the party. Everyone loves Wiggy. He'll shoot you straight. He'll give, he, you know, he, he he wants everyone to like him, bring everyone together, play the one big happy family. He might chew a couple guys out and give them like 
the the straight and skinny, but I think he would be the better players coach. If you want like a better overall coach and somebody who would want to try to be feared and respected, Fourier would be the answer. Fourier has told me before on the sly that as a dad and uh, like, you know, like as, as a dad coach and then also like an actual coach with like his kids youth sports, he's a monster. He's just an absolute ass. That doesn't surprise me. It, right? No, that he's just he's, like, oh, you scored 20? Would have been cool if you scored 25. Go to your room. <laughs> he's a ball buster and a bad. And I think actually he'd probably be a pretty good coach. Plus, you know, Fourier on the sideline, all suited up, nice, like Mike Nolan style. Maybe he gets a, puts on some of those, like, you know, like old, like the, the aviator glasses or like the old shop teacher 70s glasses. Like Fourier would be a total throwback. So, as much as I would love to see Wiggy, Wiggy'd be a, a, a beloved players coach, kind of like the way Prime has been at Jackson State in college. But in the He's NFL, I'd have to go Foyer. Yeah. What about X's and O's? Have you seen Wiggy's breakdown on film? I mean, they're pretty impressive. He takes pride in them, too. Mm -hmm. So okay. maybe X's yep. and O's, maybe Wiggy? <laughs> I don't know. Fourier, Fourier understands all the concepts, too. And just Wiggy, yes, Wiggy's, yes. Break, Wiggy's breakdowns are definitely, they're something. I think we can all, we can all agree <laughs> they are sure. something. That's for sure. That's for sure. Putting the break and down in Wiggy's breakdowns. Uh, all right, moving on. Uh, this one from Twitter at the one who knocks twenty seven. Do you think the Pats make a run at Lamar in the off season? Now this comes from, and there were a ton of comments uh, like this. Uh, some comments, some questions. We'll call them comments or quite. Okay, shut up, Nick. Just keep going. So. I, I retweeted that video of Lamar Jackson meeting that boy who had a, I believe, a uh, a heart issue and giving him a big hug and, you know, autographing his jersey, like kind of make a wish kind of thing. But just like just the kind of thing, good thing a guy like him would do. It was really heartwarming. Yeah, there's a camera in the room, whatever. It doesn't matter. Like he made that kid's day. He lit up the room for a lot of people. And I think he's got a lot of heart and soul about him. I'm a big Lamar Jackson fan. I wish the Pats had drafted him, obviously. As, a, as did a million other Twitter users. But a lot of people kept saying, like, hey, he's going to look good in a Pats jersey next year. Or, like, I, I think Bill's going to go after him. Could I see that for the price that Lamar Jackson's going to command? Whew. I mean, no. I, 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 I don't. And the crazy thing is, like, Bill Belichick is known for – playing the, well, if I can't beat him, I'll just join him or I'll find a way to trade for him or sign him game. And the Pats will have a ton of money. I, I got a lot of, so a lot of teams next off season. And I can only imagine that even though Baltimore has kind of crapped the bed and not signed him to date, like they can't let him go unless they really think like they can, they'll run him into the ground this year. And then they'll go with Snoop Huntley next year because Snoop Huntley looked actually pretty good last year in 2021 in relief of Lamar. In which case, if he hit the open market and they don't franchise Lamarvelous, I would. Hell yeah, why not? You want to talk about instant star power? You want to sell 10 million jerseys overnight with all due respect and apologies to Mac Jones? Yeah. Lamar Jackson becomes available. Patriots have $100 million in cap room. Even with this squad, Lamar, you look what he's doing down there with a receiving core that I would say is inferior to the Patriots. I mean, he's got a badass tight end, maybe the best tight end in the NFL, and Mark, not named Travis Kelsey, and Mark Andrews. But uh, and this likely kid, Isaiah Likely, might turn into a star one day himself. But Lamar Jackson's available. 
Hell yeah. Absolutely. Why not? I would be, you want to talk about just putting the fun back in Foxborough, Lamar Jackson, instant, get your popcorn ready, instant sellout, instant fan favorite. That would be an effing blast. Sorry to anyone in the Jones or Zappy family watching right now. Uh, no, you'd have to, I, will it happen? No. Would I love it? Hell yes. Uh, moving on. Adam C. Hey Fitz, who's your first half? Of course, it's only nine games uh, out of 17. Who's your first half Pat's MVP? The only pa the pause there came from I wanted to say Nick Folk because they would literally be sunk without him, considering how many field goals a man's 14 field goals the last three games. I mean, like I said, 29 points the past two games. Like he's kind of the most important player on the Patriots right now. Because I mean, if you don't have a reliable field goal kicker, this team is sunk, sunk, trashed, screwed. Uh, but I mean, you got to go, obviously. The red, you know, red sleeves. Uh, Matt, Matthew Judon is a legitimate defensive player of the year candidate right now with TJ, you know, with Joey Bosa being down TJ Watt missing half a season with the partially torn peck. I think he's coming back this weekend. So let's see what a difference he could make for the steel curtain or whatever the hell they're calling it these days, uh, in Pittsburgh, Matthew Judon has been awesome. He is the heart and soul of that team, obviously of that defense. He's making life easier for everyone out there. Christian Barmore is going to likely come back after the bye week too. Again, well-timed because he missed a couple games. That's going to make that defense better. It's the defense that's going to have to carry this team in the second half while the offense tries to find its way. And Lord help us all if they can't, if they can't make this any better, more prolific, more proficient. But it's Matthew Judon, like 11 and a half sack, leading the NFL in sacks. A game record dominant on almost every play has to be accounted for. The pursuit in the run game alone as well has been excellent, ferocious, nonstop. Matthew Judon is uh, the MVP of this team of the first half, likely of the entire season. And if he's well enough and doesn't have a second half uh, drag or drop off like he did last year and he can stay healthy, he could get up there. He could get up to 20 sacks for sure, uh, which would just be magnificent. Bum Bill Belichick. And I'm thinking about maybe saving up for Lamar Jackson, but I know I got to also, you know, pay a couple other guys this offseason. One thing I might also do is just call up Judon's agent and be like, look, I know we got two more years on this deal. Here's a blank check. Just what's it going to take to make sure this guy retires in a Patriots uniform? And we put red sleeves in the Patriots Hall of Fame because this guy is friggin' awesome. Uh, last one, Jordan Watson. Oh, this, is, this, is, this might be my favorite question that's been asked Mailbag edition podcast, just on six rings, period. This is a fun one. I would, I can't wait to hear other people's replies as well. If you could pick one former Patriot still playing or retired to save the Patriots season, who would you pick? Oh, this is so good. This is what mailbag podcasts are for. This is what sports talk radio is for. This is what having a beer with your friends and bullshitting around is all about. If you could pick any Patriot, retired or still playing, who would it be? All right. I mean, I, I think it has to come down to, and Jordan uh, submitted this question on Facebook. He said it would be Matt Light, which I thought was a fascinating answer. Because obviously that means you put mustache, mustache Matty over at left tackle. You'd swing Trent Brown back over to right. Uh, Isaiah Wynn could go to guard, be the uh, bonus tight end tackle, whatever. That's a great choice. That's an excellent choice. 
but for me, it would be one of three players. I would consider Randy Moss, uh, Robert Gronkowski, or Thomas Edward Patrick Brady, the third. Uh, and as awesome, I mean, Moss takes the top off. He just gets open. He, he does Randy go and get it all the time, stretches out the entire field, even without Matt Patricia figuring anything else out. The addition of Gronk over the middle and his insane blocking or Randy Moss down the field stretching things out makes this torpid Patriots offense relevant, if not at times potentially dynamic again. But I got to go, Tom Brady. Sorry. Greatest of all time, the fixer, the eraser. I've seen how what a difference he made for 20 years, making all the right calls, putting the ball in the right places. I would love if only there were something available in the metaverse where we could just like plug in if somebody built a program that was Tom Brady's brain and it would go through all of these Patriots games and it would give you a realistic outcome if they played out the exact same so far and you could just sim Brady's brain and greatness into these Patriots games. They'd be at least, I think they'd be seven and two. The offense would be trending in the right direction. He would even make Matt Patricia look like a seasoned veteran play caller. Oh, I'd love to say Moss. It would bring me so much joy to say Gronk, but I got to go Brady. Got to go Brady. Man, I'm apologizing to Mac Jones and his reps, people, and family a lot in this episode. Turp, who would you go with? This is a great question. Brady, easily. It's got to be Brady, right? Brady. You have the chance to bring back the greatest player of all time you have but to do you, that, but right? like but like what i said like what gronk's blocking and what he can do all over the field like prime gronk healthy gronk like 2014 gronk 2011 gronk or randy moss 1999 or randy moss 2007 uh in the, like what they would be able to do stretching the field challenging defenses opening things up like they're both viable options Honestly, it's always been kind of a thought for me is what would Brady do with John New Smith and Hunter Henry? I thought I always think that'd be fascinating. I think they'd be much better with Brady, but I don't know. We'll, ne- we'll never know. So that's why I'd like to see another. Well, Hunter Henry would Brady. basically be like Fourier light for him. And John New Smith, like I, that's that's the wild card. I'm not sure exactly yeah. what he would ever have been able to get. I'd love to see what he'd do with Bourne. I mean, Bourne's a really, really so like really, really, really excellent player. And they get nothing out of him. He's being misused and abused this season he's just a he's a ghost in this offense but like imagine what brady could do with him even now even like a more developed jacoby myers would be interesting hell yes brady could do with this i mean i mean just watching brady always brings me so much joy so i would do anything to watch brady play as a patriot i want see you you, and and we and we it's a perfect spot to wrap turp because you know what right now there is not a lot of joy watching the patriots offense there is not enough joy in this season there is not enough joy for all the good little boys and girls of Boston Town, Boston Town, man, and Foxesboro. And there needs to be more joy. And Tom Brady delivered joy for 20 years here. And let us hope that in the two weeks that the offensive play callers and the Belichick brain trust are taking, that they can find a way to deliver more joy in the second half of the season. Great question, Jordan. Good job, Turp. Great question. Thank you guys for the questions, the comments, and everything. That wraps up the bi-week mailbag edition of the Six Rings and Football Things podcast. Thanks to Turp. Thanks to you guys. We'll be back. Hart and I will be back in a day or two with our bi-week grades uh, and preview of the second half. We'll go through the games. We'll tell you which ones I think they're going to win and lose, and if you're going to see playoffs or not. So stay tuned for that. Give us a follow on the IG and Twitter at Six Rings Pod. 
sixringspod at gmail if you'd like to submit a question the old-fashioned way tell your friends please follow along rate review subscribe we're building an excellent rabid fanatical patriots community here and we hope to have you a part of it all the way through especially if there's more joy in patriots football thanks for listening everybody good day god bless and as always go pets yeah man